Hello listeners, this is your drama fiend, Avi Winters. Episodes 3 and 4 were crazy, weren't they? Let me tell you. We're going to quickly talk about the plot and story. Things are basically amping up. This is so intense and this is why I watch these types of dramas because they keep me completely entertained and it's not like a love story that keeps going around in circles. This is just like something new every step of the way of the episodes, you know? And I always find myself like completely engulfed in these types of dramas. Next, I'd like to talk about my interesting or favorite moments. The aerial shots when Eddie, Hanedi, and Kim Sojin went to like Kim Jino's house and it showed the difference of weather and time. The rain was on the left and I know there are people who are like good with editing but it just kept me in awe. Like it was really beautifully edited and shot. Like I love how they keep telling the time difference. Also, I love how Kim Sojin can see and feel the change in his timeline based on what Hanedi has done even though he does get like migraines from it though but I still like just physically see it like we saw when things were changing in Kim Jino's house. Also like the build-up throughout this episode, especially showing two sides or three of Soto Gyeong. I was suspicious of him, but I was hoping because he is very good looking that Kim So Jin could like really trust Soto Gyeong. I also don't think it was a shocker that Soto Gyeong and Kang Chehan was cheating. It wasn't a shock at all. For some reason, even I didn't really know though. But I wasn't like, oh my god, she's cheating. It, I'll explain a little bit more of that later. It's, it's small though. It was so frustrating dealing with the prosecutors. It was like they knew and were personally keeping Kim Sojin there. The prosecutor that was interrogating him, I swear, is a prosecutor or a lawyer in every drama I've seen him in. I love seeing M. Gunuk trying to protect Hanedi and how I realized that her destiny may change because of him being there. Even though she can't stand to look at him at times, he's like really still helping her. They have a long way to go for her to forgive him. And I think that him helping her out is like payback enough, like repeatedly though, because throughout this whole thing, she's probably going to need him. Not like to save her or anything, but to help her out with like the card situation that she couldn't get through to Kim Sojin's office. But you know, the card didn't work anyway. But yeah, Im Gunuk is really like, redeeming himself and I was scared like there's something else about him but I feel like there isn't anymore he was a person who was stuck at a hard place and did what he thought was right at the time and yeah he damaged his relationship with Hanedi but I think that they can basically grow and get back together from this Next are my STQs, which are speculations, theories, and questions. Everything started from that construction site. The time rift or difference between Hanedi and Kim Sojin, the death of that little girl, all of that has something to do with that construction site, it seems. The nanny, she is so disconnected. When Kim Sojin was asking her questions about if she's seen anybody suspicious around their daughter, uh, his daughter, and it was like she didn't really care. There are multiple people involved, including her, I feel. She made it seem like she actually cared for the little girl, but she's laughing it up, taking her clothes and stuff like that. Does she have a little girl hidden somewhere? Like, why would she need to take those clothes? I mean, selling them would be better, but she was just hanging them up as though Dobbin would come to her house or something. That was strange, though. I don't buy her story, and I don't trust her at all. She didn't even seem shocked, and she was like, oh, no. It was so fake and Kim Sojin didn't even notice it because he's like way too bent on finding Kim Jun-ho because he already pegged him as the killer. So there's this quote Hanedi's friend told her 
a mother will never abandon her child. That whole quote beforehand um, that she was saying to her, I heard it in another drama. It could be train or something else. I'm not sure. When she, when her friend said this, this is why I, I thought about it. And I was like, this is why I suspect since we hadn't seen either of their bodies, Kang Hyun Che and um, Kim Dabin, the mother and daughter, that the mom staged this. And I'm thinking that she did this to protect her child or it will suddenly become this way now that she heard Hanedi say these things about her child, you know, and how she's going to get kidnapped. I don't know, something, everything adds up and I'm not finding too many of the connections or at least I think I'm not because I'm usually like, yeah, I know for sure, even though I may be wrong. So it's not really shocking, like I said, that Hyun Che, Kim So Jin's wife, would cheat because their relationship didn't seem that deep. And Kim So Jin seems to be mostly crying for his daughter. If anything, he's only crying for his daughter because he's looking at a picture of his daughter. He's trying to touch her face in the picture, but he's not thinking about his wife. It was a basically a loveless marriage. But they seem like they were like connected in a sense because of their daughter missing. Maybe just, I just thought of this. Maybe Dobbin is not even his child and it's the other guy, Soto Gyun. Hmm? I don't know, that just came out of nowhere. I do think that the connection with the fact that Hanedi basically dying repeatedly or like her death is being delayed to the next day or days is due to the multiple factors that a lot of people are in on this or that multiple people have a lot to lose. Itaku with Kim Juno or seeing the affair with that sexy Soto Gyun, which he was on a popular TV show on Netflix. I didn't watch it, but now I wish I had. I don't think that it's the same person trying to kill Hanedi. Basically what we saw, we thought that Kim Jino was trying to kill her, but it was actually Itek Gu. And now she was supposed to die inside that apartment. Maybe she would have hidden in that apartment or Sodo Gyung would have killed her. And I don't know if, I can't remember if they said how she had died in those because then it would be obvious. Itek Gu had a knife when Hanedi went to... Kim Juno's house and then Kim Juno I think he was grabbing a hammer and then when Hanedi went to Do Gyun's house apartment um they didn't say how she died they just said she was murdered that would help out a lot with my um theories and speculations whether uh who it was that killed her because it could still be Shun Che that did this the wife so here are my questions why did Sodo Gyung keep the phone from Kim So Jin when he was in the uh, interrogation room? What does he have to gain by now revealing his true nature? It doesn't make any sense to me just because he wanted to prove that Kim So Jin can trust him. And other than cheating, it seemed like he was loyal, very loyal to Kim So Jin. I was questioning whether or not he slept with So Jin's wife because he could and because he's fine <laughs> and wanted So Jin to notice him. Or something or maybe he really cared for her though maybe Soto Gyung actually cared for Hyun Che but I don't think he did though because thinking back on the first two episodes he gave no indication that he was banged up about her death at all and Iteku looked like he was worn out compared to how unbothered Soto Gyung seemed to be about her suicide but what fuels my suspicions and theories about Kang Hyun Che's bridge suicide is that I just really don't think that she is gone. My next question is, why would Eddie go into this killer's house, into Kim Jino's house? He was confirmed to be a killer, but then not go into, but why did she go close enough to his house? Didn't she knock on a door as well? 
And why is it that Eddie is either doing the killing or being killed? It seems as though her fate is not good and what will change her fate is because Ganook is there, which is why I'm kind of like banking on him always being around and <laughs> coming to save the day when she decides to blindly go to some confirmed killer's house in the middle of the night. Even if it was just to lurk or knock on a door or just stand there, you don't get that close. You don't do that. So basically the fact that her fate has changed is due to Sojin obviously, but it also doesn't mean that her fate is set in stone and that anything is possible. She could actually just be meant to either be killed or kill somebody. Someone is meant to die basically and I think that that's the universe saying that she will die anyway or she needs to kill somebody. I don't know. So Kim Jino pulling her into the house with Itek Gu inside you know that suspicious co-worker that I mentioned in my last podcast I think he did that because he would have died by Tekgu's hands there are so many hands at play here and so many people stirring the pot and I think they all have a hand in Davin's disappearance and even death but I do think that Kim Juno was terrified and wanted someone else around which is why he decided to pull her and I don't think he's a bad person and I really don't think he killed Davin either I think he kidnapped her maybe is a bad person but maybe he just kidnapped her but he didn't kill her i don't think kim jino killed her in any timeline at all or even the kid i'm thinking that that's the case because even if he is caught beforehand in hanadi's time the kidnapping will still take place because he's not the one behind the kidnapping it could very well be kim sojin's dad the ceo basically the elderly man also i have a question about Hanedi's mother. What was her mother's job that she was contacted by Kim Jino? Was she a reporter? What I noticed is that they never told us what her parents did for a living or how her father died, which once again, I think that it all has something to do with the construction site, it seems, you know, as we're getting more and more information in, we're noticing and that it has to do with the construction site. Hanedi seemed to also be shocked that her mom had the number to the construction site. And also, there was also this letter to Hanedi's mom from her dad. And we're probably going to see that next week, which I am anticipating what it is. I know it said I love you on it, but I like to know what it says. And it probably was like why he left or why he was going to die. Something like that. Some crazy is going on and I want to know. So these are my last closing statements or statement. This is my last theory and I have no reason behind it, but Hanedi and Kim Sojin are related. Anyways, thanks for listening from whatever website you are listening on, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or even Anchor. Please subscribe or like the podcast, letting me know that you want some more of this. You can message me about it on my Twitter handle, which is Avia Winters. Thursday will be Monsterland episode three, which is a Hulu psychological horror series. And if you are only here for Kairos, I'll see you next week. Stay safe out there. Laters.